0: Hello, hello, this is Holly popping into your ears to tell you about a really exciting new show that you are going to love and we're dropping an episode of it here in the This Glorious Mess feed because the people who are going to love it the most are you guys. Parents, parents of kids who find themselves sitting in the car wondering why either You're having to listen to terrible music for the 45th time in a row or everybody's on their own screens and nobody's connecting. We've made a show just for you guys. It's called That's Incredible and it's hosted by my brilliant pod husband, Andrew Daddo, And it's all about the amazing things in everyday life. It's designed for parents and kids to listen to together. So it starts off every episode with something incredible about the ordinary world the first episode and the one that you're going to be listening to in this feed is all about space. Facts for your kids to learn, games for you to play with them, and an extraordinary story from someone who knows exactly how it feels to be floating in zero gravity are all in this episode of That's Incredible. I can't tell you how much my kids love it. Billy has been asking me every day, is there a new one of those shows yet? I want to listen to it every time we get in the car just to go to school. So please listen to That's Incredible, love it sick, subscribe, tell your friends, it's going to be the best thing that happens in your car this
1: summer. Keeping the kids entertained in the car can be tough, which is why Subaru and Mamma Mia have created this podcast to help make you the best parent ever. Get ready to learn some cool stuff, to laugh at some jokes, they might be bad, and share some awesome experiences. It's all thanks to Subaru, where every moment is a chance to do. G'day and welcome to That's Incredible, a podcast about the unexpectedly awesome things that are all around us, things you may never have noticed before. My name's Andrew Dado, and I'm all over this stuff. Like, how about this? when you're helping clean up after dinner, if you look out the kitchen window and up into the night sky, you're washing dishes under stars that are billions and billions of years old. Some are even exploding right above you. Or how about this? Maybe, you know, you're walking your dog through the local park and it feels like any ordinary day. But then, if you think about it, you could actually be walking in the same spot that a dinosaur was stomping millions of years ago. There is literally magic in the everyday if you just look hard enough, and this show is all about helping you find those things. So we are going to whisk you away to some pretty cool locations, and on today's episode, we're going to head far above the clouds and out into space. So any ideas where we're going today? Shout out if you think you know. Excellent guesses. You'll find out soon enough, I promise. There's something we want to do first. We asked our incredible cast of kids to tell us about some of the awesome things they know about space.
2: That's incredible! It's impossible to count all of the stars in the sky. You couldn't even do it with the world's strongest telescope, our galaxy, the Milky Way has about 200 to 400 billion stars. But there are billions of galaxies out there, so you can't count them all. One, two, three. In space, you could never get in trouble for yelling because no one would be able to hear you. There's no atmosphere in space, so sound can't travel, which means if you opened your mouth and yelled, nothing would come out. Waves at the beach are made from the sun and the moon. The gravitation pull of the sun and the moon makes huge bulges in the ocean, which causes the tides to go in and out. The moon
3: has much more impacts than the sun, because it's closer to Earth. In space, you could grow another five centimetres because gravity isn't pushing you down. So if you were living on the International Space Station, you'd be taller than you are on Earth. Footprints on the moon are there forever. On the moon, there's no wind, which means the footprints of the Apollo astronauts are still there 50 years after they landed on the moon.
2: That's one small step for man.
3: Space isn't as
2: far as you think. Space officially begins at the Carmen Line, which means if you could drive your car straight up into the sky, you would be in space
3: in less than an hour. Spacesuits cost $2 million American million. NASA used to make a fresh spacesuit for every astronaut. But now, because there are so many... They make different parts of the spacesuits in different sizes and put together a suit to fit each astronaut. And it still costs $2 million. Pens don't work in space.
2: The pens you used to write with don't work when you're on zero gravity. So Americans spend millions of dollars
3: trying to create a pen that would work. It rains diamonds on Saturn. Over on Saturn, there's so much heat and pressure in the atmosphere that scientists believe it can squeeze carbon into diamonds in the air, which means it could be raining diamonds over there right now. In space, you can grow plants in your old
2: undies. Holy moly! American astronaut Dom Pettit, discovered by folding a pair of underpants into a circle, and stitching in some Russian toilet paper, it made a warm environment for tomato and basil seeds to grow. Next time you don't pick up your washing, tell your mum you're growing plants.
1: So do you feel like you know more about space? Shout out your favourite fact. I think mine, look, if I had to choose, and it's very hard to choose, if I had to choose one, it's that footprints stay forever on the moon. Like there's no, I can't believe there's no wind. There must be some wind. There must be something. But I just want there to be wind. All right, so who had the same favourite fact as someone else in the car? <laughs> oh, great minds. That's what they say, great minds. Space sounds pretty wild and far away, but in a few hundred years it could be home for people like us. Scientists are planning to put a person on Mars. So what would it be like up there? Could we maybe live on the moon first? You see, Mars rotates around the sun, just like the Earth, and so do a bunch of other planets. There's four terrestrial planets. You probably know this, but I'll just remind you if you don't. Mercury, Venus, Earth, and Mars. Now, They're relatively small and are called terrestrial because they have a hard rock surface. That's not hard rock as in music, right? It's hard rock as in rock that's hard, like most rocks. The other four planets are called Jovian planets. They include Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, funny, and Neptune. Now, these planets don't have a solid surface, so you couldn't walk around on them, and they are literally huge. But the moon, well, the moon is not a planet. You see, planets have their own moons that orbit or circle around them. And the moon doesn't have that. The moon that we can see in our sky is just for us on Earth. How did such an important thing get to be in space in the first place? Well, the moon was probably made after something the size of Mars hit the Earth millions of years ago. And a big chunk of it came off and stayed nearby. So here's the question. What would it be like if one day you woke up, you rubbed the sleep out of your eyes, rolled out of bed and you were on the moon? Professor Alan Duffy spends his days looking up into the sky and he's gonna take us there now, so strap in.
4: Hi, I'm Alan Duffy. I'm an astronomer at Swinburne University and the lead scientist at the Royal Institution of Australia. And it means that I get to figure out how galaxies form and then I go and tell as many people as I can exactly how that happens, like you. To get into space, you just have to move very quickly. Over 20,000 kilometers per hour, that's a huge speed. It's basically 10 times faster than any aircraft you've ever flown on. Rockets are noisy vehicles. Certainly at the start, just picture yourself. You're on top of a giant metal structure. It's filled with rocket fuel. It's ready to blast off. There's a bit of silence just before you hit the ignition. And then the flames roar out the bottom and you begin to move ever higher, ever faster, upwards. One. All the while, the rocket is shaking and vibrating because it's incredibly powerful. There's so much force explosions going on right beneath your seat. And that's the rocket fire that you're riding up into space. Right now, as you listen to me, you're feeling the weight of your body, and that is the gravity of the planet Earth pulling you. And what happens when you blast off in the rocket is you feel even more of that weight as you accelerate upwards. You've experienced what we call G-force. This is the increasing force on your body. You actually feel heavier as you blast off at great speeds. And you've experienced this if you've ever gone on a roller coaster or if the aircraft you're in as it takes off and you feel yourself pushed back into your seat or your mum or dad are driving their car and they decide to accelerate, you'll feel that pushing you back into your seat. Well, imagine that feeling now many, many times stronger because you're going so fast in this rocket. Once you stop the rocket burning and all those flames end, then suddenly it's silent. There's maybe a little ticking as things are cooling and metal is contracting and shrinking as it cools. But really, it becomes very peaceful. And you notice another thing. You don't seem to feel any weight anymore. You're floating in the capsule. You're bumping against your harness. If you take it off, you'll actually just float around the cabin. And that's very different to what we experience here on Earth. You're still feeling the force of gravity. It's just you're falling. Well, that's what astronauts are doing. They're just falling around the Earth, and they just move fast enough that they don't hit the grind as they fall. It takes hardly any time at all to get into space. Maybe 10 minutes on the rocket, and you're officially in outer space. But then the Moon, it looks so close to us here on Earth, but it's an incredibly vast distance away from us. And it would take you three days of traveling in your rocket to get there. So 10 minutes to get into orbit, into outer space, and then three days of travel across space to get to the moon. So you need to pack some supplies. You definitely need to drink some water. And you should also make sure you've got a comfortable sleeping bag with you for the journey. What helps is the fact that you're floating around the cabin. So actually your sleeping bag needs to be tied to the wall so you don't drift off and hurt yourself. Landing on the moon is really surprisingly tricky. When we land on earth we can use parachutes to slow us down and to gently drop us onto the grind or into the sea. There's no air on the moon so we can't use parachutes to gently fall to the surface. We have to use our rockets but this time pointed to slow us down so we slow our rocket spacecraft down as we get close to the moon and we begin to get ever closer to the surface and then we fire the rockets just as we're about to touch and that just stops all of our speed and lets us just gently touch the surface it's a very dangerous process in fact just this year We have lost two spacecraft as they tried to do the same process. Thankfully, no one was on board. They were just robots. But this is a very dangerous business, and it's definitely a sigh of relief when your rockets fire and they slow you down and gently let you touch the surface of the moon. You turn off the rocket, and it's all still again. But this time you can feel the gravity of the moon. There are plans with the Australian Space Agency, the European Space Agency, and NASA to build homes on the moon. But they're not the kind of homes that you and I have here on Earth. They have to be airtight. There's no air on the moon, so we have to make sure the windows and doors are always sealed. We worry about the temperatures that the moon experiences On Earth, a hot day might be 35 degrees. On the moon, in full sunlight, that can be hundreds of degrees. So we need to figure out a way to try to protect our homes. We use insulation and in fact, we bury these homes underneath lots of the soil or or the dirt on the moon. And that acts as another nice barrier to keep our home nice and cool inside and also try to keep the air safely within. So you kind of end up living almost underground or like an Inuit's igloo where you just pile up the dirt around your little inflatable home and that's where you live. When you're on the moon, you will have a beautiful view of the Earth. Our planet is bigger than the moon. So actually... When you're on the surface of the moon and you look back to the Earth, it looks very, very large indeed. Much, much larger than the moon appears to us here. You wouldn't be quite able to see individual homes, but you could certainly see the different continents and big islands like Australia very easily. Going to the toilet on the moon is... Easier than going to the toilet in space. You have gravity on the moon, so it means that number ones and number twos are going to be okay. The challenge is actually in space. Without feeling a sense of gravity, where does your number ones and number twos go? And actually, you have to use something that looks a lot like a vacuum cleaner. It has this constant air that is sucking and, and that's where you try to aim and you hope your aim is good. Thankfully on the moon gravity makes it a lot easier. We have to be very careful when we eat our food in space and that's because if we eat something messy like biscuits, things that will have crumbs or that will drift away, they'll just bounce around in the capsule. They could get in your crewmate's eyes hey! you'll be breathing it in so astronauts when they're in space they always have things that are edible from little bags like soups and they'll squeeze the soups like a juice box or they will have curries or stews which they can heat up in the spacecraft and then they can be very careful and get a spoon and really carefully try to eat that. But you'll always notice it's quite sticky foods because they don't want to risk the food drifting around inside the spacecraft and getting into the electronics. Damaging the spacecraft, it becomes quite dangerous eating your food in space, actually. <sighs> Hearing in space is very tricky. And that's because to hear a sound, you need air. Air is, is how that sound makes its way to you. So if you're in space where there's no air, there's no way for the sign to get to you. If you are sitting on the surface of the moon and you, and you look across and you see something fall into the moon, a rock rolls down and tumbles and falls, and on earth that would make a big crash and clatter, you won't hear that. There's no way for the sign to get to you. But you definitely will hear something. And that's your own breath, because you're wearing a spacesuit, and you'll constantly hear that breathing sound of you. And the suits, electronics, and motors, and other the things that are going on. You'll hear the crunch of the moon dust beneath your feet as you walk on the surface of the moon and that's the sound coming up through your suit and boots and into the suit itself so you can hear it but for the most part space is the ultimate in quiet and all you'll hear is your own breathing and the occasional electronic voice coming over the radio saying hello how's hello, hello, hello. The, the view For me, the most incredible thing about space is that it is infinite. It goes on forever. You blast off in your rocket and you go faster and faster and further away from the Earth, and now you've left the galaxy, and you keep going faster and faster, and now you're passing other galaxies you keep going and you keep going and there's no edge no end space just keeps going forever and that to me is the most amazing thing i can't even picture what that is but i know that it's one of the most exciting crazy ideas out there that our universe is infinite has no end
1: Now it's time to see how much you remembered from today's episode. It's not a test, but if there's a bunch of you in the car, you could have a little bit of a competition. First up, if you heard this sound on Saturn, what could it be? Did you guess Diamond Rain? Even though that rain is expensive, you can't catch it because the pressure and the heat on Saturn is so great. Scientists say after the diamonds have fallen, they literally turn to liquid. So that is a bummer. Now it's time to see how many facts you remembered. Are you listening with someone, your brother, or your sister, or mum and dad? Choose your opponent, get ready to play because you're going to see who can shout out the answer the quickest. Are you ready? Are you set? Do you remember how many stars were in the Milky Way? Who said 200 to 400 billion stars? Excellent. Who won? If you didn't win, don't worry, there's more questions. What about if you were to drive your car to space, how long would it take you if you could drive straight up? Hard to believe, but it's only 100 k's away, so that's literally less than an hour. Are you driving now? How long have you been driving for? Do you reckon you could have made it into space? How about outer space? There are eight planets that revolve around the sun. How many can you name in the next, ooh, I'll give you 10 seconds. Ready, set, go. How'd you go? Did you get them all? All right, here we go Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune. Did you knock off your opponent? Well done. All righty, time to bring space back down to Earth and into your everyday. You can download the Skyview free app or Night Sky and head outside tonight to find your favorite constellation. All you do is this, and it's very cool. You point your phone at the sky, and the app will show you all the constellations above your house. Take a picture of the one you like the best, or even better, you could draw a picture of it, and send it to us at podcast at Maybe you can even find some of the planets that we've spoken about during the podcast. I mean, it's pretty incredible to think that all those things are above you the whole time, and you may not have even noticed. It's cool how many unexpectedly awesome things are going on all around us that we might not have noticed before. All right, look, that's it. I'm going to leave you with the one job of finding your favourite constellation and I'm really looking forward to sharing another adventure with you next time.